Welcome to USPCA Presents, where the largest association for personal chefs brings you speakers, topics, and a bit of fun in this nuanced part of the culinary industry. In this episode, USPCA President Larry Lynch is joined by Chef Deb. In this episode, learn future casting, what's coming in the culinary marketplace, how to create revenue based on your brand right now. Planning your new and improved business for maximum impact and money. Hope you enjoy. Hello there, USPCA members. It's Larry Lynch from the United States Personal Chef Association. I'm excited tonight to be joined by Deb Cantrell. Chef Deb has had an extraordinarily successful business helping other personal chefs uh, really grow their business outside of what they consider to be the norm. And the coolest thing about it is that Deb has done this not only because she's learned about it, because she's done it. And there's nothing better than being in this personal chef world and understanding that. If some of you were on our call on Monday, you saw Simon T. Bailey really talk from a big picture perspective on some of the things you could do um, and rethinking your business and shifting your thinking. So the question now is, if you're shifting your thinking, you're shifting your model, what do you shift it to? And so we're looking for Deb tonight as she does so well with so many members uh, to share with all of you uh, many of her ideas and thoughts and ideas. We ask you to push up your questions as you get them. Um, if you can't hear us, someone I'm sure will tell us that, but so far, Deb, I haven't seen a chat that says we can't hear you, so I think we're, we're working as we should be. Tonight's session is recorded, so when we're done, Rob will do some editing to it, and we'll push that out on YouTube. But for right now, it's Deb live and in person, so Deb, it's over to you. Thanks, Larry. So guys, just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, whenever you want to ask a question, there is a Q&A section. Um, you guys can just ask the question in there. We're gonna cover three different points today and I'll tell you what those are in a minute, but after each of those three, then we'll try to um, get those questions answered instead of saving them all. To the end, um, if the technology isn't working, which I can be an IT nightmare, um, just let us know in the chat section or really anything else you wanna say in there, just kind of general information, but try to really hold that uh, Q&A section specifically for Q&A so we don't have to weed through everything. Um, thank you guys for listening today. Probably at this point, you guys are sick to death and I'm just gonna kind of uh, call the elephant out in the room of being on webinars and having information shoved at you from absolutely every source possible. So thank you guys for taking the time to be um, here with us today. The three things that we're gonna talk about today is the first one is we're gonna do a little bit of future casting. Um, I've been in culinary now for, this will be my 18th year. I've owned seven really successful businesses. I just sold my last one uh, called Saver last September. It was well over a seven-figure business. And if you can imagine, we took care of 40 families at least a week with multiple caterings. So um, one of the things you guys are going to hear me talk about is a little bit of just kind of trials and tribulations from that business. But what I really want to concentrate on today is you guys. So, um, and try to help you out in every way possible. So the first thing we're gonna talk about is just kind of some future casting, just kind of things that I see um, coming out there. Whether you agree with them or you don't agree with them, that is completely up to you. It's just, I like I said, I've been in this industry for so long that I really see a trend that's starting to emerge. And as you think about it, um, as I go over each one of these, I want you to kind of think about, you know, what do I need to do to start to shift my business in that direction? Um, give you guys something else to kind of think about and do besides watching a thousand episodes of Frozen or drinking all the wine or alcohol in your house at, at this point. So give you guys some things to do to work on your business. Um, and really the key to this whole thing, and I hate the word survival, but really the key to what is going on in the world right now is to really plan for the business that you want um, whenever the other side of this occurs. You have an opportunity right now to make some mistakes, to do things that you've always wanted to do because there's a lot of forgiveness out there. You also have the opportunity now to really fill the holes in your business and come back with exactly the business that you want and have always wanted to have to make it bigger and better than you've ever wanted. So here's some things that I see that's, that uh, is going to happen in kind of our 
world of culinary is I really see a bigger market than ever for the senior population. Now, if it is not within your brand or you don't, this is not a group that just particularly fires you up, then that's no big deal. But if you guys really think about it, what's going to happen is they're really going to be the last group to surface, so to speak. So if you've ever thought about adding a senior component where you market to seniors, um, possibly special dietary needs of seniors as well, now's the time to really think about doing that. They're going to be the most vulnerable for a long time, and they're going to be the least likely to still want to leave their homes. The other thing that I really think we need to realize as culinary business owners that um, you, you feed people. That's kind of a well-duh statement. But people are going to be sick to death of their own food. A business that feeds people is going to be the first business that kind of come back up that people want to spend money at. I don't think that you should worry necessarily about your personal chef service because it is an in-home service. But what you have to realize is people are going to be sick to death of their own food. And regardless if you guys realize it or not, you guys are an outlet. You're a breath of fresh air. You are at times kind of a source of entertainment too. Um, a lot of times for you guys that do special dietary needs, it may be a source of nutrition or a have to, but for some of you guys that actually serve a hiring clientele, it's how much they value the food and they value not necessarily having to do it, but just kind of the coolness of having a chef prepare their meals. So one of the things that if you are able to, not all areas of the country are able to do this, but if you've lost some clients, you don't want to cook or choosing to cook or can cook, then go back to those clients that you've lost and see if they're kind of tired of their own food, even now. But I really truly believe that the, the industry of culinary will be the first to kind of come back and be able to recoup the money. Um, a lot of you guys know me, some of you don't. I uh, have a tendency to be um, very kind of brutally honest. And one of the things that I want to say is this is kind of a time of what I call culinary kind of natural selection. Um, there will be a lot of businesses that just simply fail and don't come back. They can't come back for multiple reasons. Maybe they don't want to come back. What you guys have to realize is this is going to leave a huge hole in the marketplace. I really think that probably it will be 50-50. I think 50% of culinary businesses, whether you're a personal chef, you do prepared meals, you cater, or even some of the restaurants and food trucks out there, I think that they will tough it out and make it through it. But I think the other 50%, more or less, I don't think they will. You guys need to realize there's going to be a huge hole in the marketplace. It will need to be filled. That's just kind of the natural order. If you've ever thought about growing your company, Maybe you take on more clients. Maybe you finally move into that commercial kitchen. Maybe you finally have that staff. Now is going to be the time more than ever because that money will be dumped in and there will be a hole in that space that you can absolutely fill. Um, the other thing that I think is going to happen is if you choose to have culinary employees, because not all businesses want them, I really feel like that um, while there may be a lot of them, I think that um, they will come back demanding more money, um, kind of better treatment, better hours, um, because there still will not be enough to fill the need, just like there wasn't enough if you've ever tried to hire culinary employees to fill the need before. Well, whoever pays the most is going to get them the fastest. So if you have employees right now, do all that you can to take care of them during this time and hang on to them. That is if you want, if you want employees um, whenever all of this thing kind of comes back online again. Um, the other thing that I really want you guys to think about is what hole is going to be out there that you've always wanted to fill? What do I mean by that? I kind of breezed over it very quickly that now is the time to make those mistakes. Um, we're going to go into just a little bit of um, what 
people are doing right now across the country to make money. And then thinking about your brand, what you can do in the future to make that money. But just kind of based upon what I said, I wanted to see if there are any questions. We don't have any questions just yet. So that is a little bit about kind of some culinary predictings predictions that um, that I think is going to happen. If you guys have some of your own, please put them um, in the Q&A section. I know that they're a statement. If you guys think something's going to occur, if you want to share it with the group, if you think that there is something that's coming down the pipeline that maybe I said, I encourage you guys to put it um, in the Q&A section so we can talk about it just a little bit. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about is maybe some things that you need to think about doing currently or some things that you may want to start doing um, so that your business comes back better than ever and also what some th what things are do what other chefs are doing across the country to grow their business right now are some bigger thinking things whenever this is all said and done so if i don't mention something you're doing and it would really benefit the group please put it in the q a um, as well as questions as well. So let me kind of start by telling you guys, because um, I, I talk to you guys, um, chefs all over the country, not just part of the USPCA, but part of other groups, because I work with not only personal chefs, but caterers, cooking class instructors, um, food product people. It kind of runs the gamut of the more artisan chef. Well, let me tell you about some of the things that they're deciding. I had a chef that called me the other day and she said, I will never ever rely again on just one offering. She's a leader out in Berkeley, California. I said, what do you mean by that? I said, she said, well, my business is devastated right now until you know this all kind of comes back again. And I said, well, what do you wanna do? And uh, she said, I will never rely on one source of income again. So those of you guys out there that just have one source of income and want to grow your business, not everybody does, consider having one more, if not two more sources of income. What I don't want you to hear is Deb said that I can go and diversify and I can try all these services and I can do all these things I ever wanted to do. That's not what I said. There's a reason why In-N-Out does burgers and fries and they don't have sweet potato fries and they don't have chicken sandwiches. They do a couple of things really well, and it's what they're known for. So as you think about your business, do you have so many offerings that people really don't know what to buy from you, and you have um, what's called brand delusion, or your, your brand is diluted so much? Or do you only have one offering, and you really think that maybe you need two, if not three? You still have to market, and market well each of those offerings, and be known for something. The other fascinating thing that you guys are telling me is for those of you that are in a shared use kitchen, you guys are never wanting the possibility of not being able to use that kitchen um, for your business because so many are being kicked out because the landlords can't afford it. Um, others are just having to stop being in the kitchen totally because they have no business or chose not to have any business. Well, the thing about it is, is I'm talking to some of you guys and they're like, we went to the landlord, we negotiated a heck of a deal and I've got the whole kitchen now. So when all these uh, culinary business owners come back online, they can rent from me. Some of you guys have decided to scrap the whole commercial kitchen idea and I'm helping to negotiate leases right and left. What I can tell you guys is I have been in absolute awe of the tenacity and what you guys are now willing to do to make your businesses work. Um, what you guys need to think about though, is what is it if you're able to, some people can get ingredients, some people can't. Some people can run their business, some people can't. Larry put out an email about how personal chefs are absolutely essential. I know that some um, counties across the country and cities are not caring um, that we are essential and others are. But guys, you have a brand for a reason. If you are being asked to do meals and you're comfortable enough to do them, then there's no reason for you not to make money. People still need you. What I want you to be careful of is pivoting way too much. 
So the example I gave on a call the other day is if you're a toffee maker, don't start selling lasagna. It's not going to work. If you are a barbecue place, you should probably not start selling cupcakes to earn money. Now more than ever is your time to explore and try new things. So for example, if you do have a personal chef company and you're able to start doing kind of um, family style meals to make some extra money right now, you should do that. Um, I know that Larry has talked multiple times about, you know, commercial kitchens and not cooking from your home and all of those things. So I'm not addressing that. I'm just saying, if you've got the opportunity right now and you've always wanted to try prepared meals at a, I mean, family meals at a set price point to get some money rolling through the door, there's nothing wrong with that right now. It doesn't have to be forever. It can be temporary just during this time. I'm talking to some chefs that are literally just scared. They don't necessarily have a shelter in place. They're just scared to be out and the clients are banging down their doors for them to come cook for them. It's a personal decision. You absolutely have to make that personal decision. But think about your brand and think about what people have asked you to do in the past. If you're able to supply groceries, uh, there's even one um, prepared company here, prepared meal delivery company here, that um, actually set up kind of a virtual grocery store and will deliver ingredients. I know that everybody and their dog seems like they're going online. If you have a product or a service or anything that people keep asking you about, go online, don't make it hard. Turn that intellectual property that you've worked so hard for into something visual online. You guys are on Zoom right now. Zoom just sent out that you can sign up for free and they don't limit the hours or the minutes that you're on it right now. If you don't wanna do Zoom and that's too complicated, put on Facebook or on social media that you're doing a cooking class. I know Vidom did a gluten-free um, bread making class today. Each of you guys have a specialty and you have a talent. Um, put on there that you're, if you want to charge for it, charge for it. Do not be ashamed to charge for what you do. You have to feed your family as well. If you want to do it for free, do it for free. The thing about it is, is post it on social media. If you're charging for it, just tell them to IM you or respond below. If you send it to your list, tell them to return the email. You'll send them an invoice and then you'll make them part of a private Facebook group. You can do Facebook Live and only let in the people that paid. Again, I use this word, I use this phrase, don't worry, be crappy. I'm not saying put out a crappy product, just don't worry so much about the details. People are really forgiving right now. There's a chef that I work with in Austin, Texas that um, he started putting out corporate team building virtually where he ships the box of ingredients to their houses, their individual houses, the whole corporate team shows up at a certain time and a day. And he's in his home, he's not feeding anybody, but he's in his home preparing the menu with them. Guys, the other thing that you can do is um, push your gift certificates. There is a online source called Canva, C-A-N-V-A, I'll actually put it here in the chat section. It's called Canva, canva.net. It is a free graphics, um, believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Like I said, I'm, I'm an IT disaster. There's free graphics in there that you can use for all kinds of things. Go create a gift certificate, tell people you have them for future services offer to give them a $100 gift, uh, gift certificate, I mean $125 gift certificate, if they only spend $100. It's not gonna hurt right now at all. Um, the other thing that we're seeing across the country is chefs are able to stay in business too if um, they're saying, you know, with the prepared meals, share with a neighbor, share with a first responder, or buy meals from us to then donate to healthcare workers. Um, gift certificates work in much the same way. If you really stop and think, 
want to and can, there's lots of things you can be doing right now. But the number one thing that you cannot stop doing right now is marketing yourself, putting out free content, telling people about your services, sending them recipes, because the person that's going to win when all this is over and get the business back is the chef that stayed in front of their ideal client the most and got the most direct content from them. You want to be the first person that they hire back. You have worked a long time. Some of you guys on this call have been here forever. In culinary, in business, part of the USPCA, don't hurt your brand because either you can't or don't want to. Stop your marketing. Um, I've been fascinated because part of my coaching is I have a culinary marketing side to what I do. A lot of the people that I coach, we do their marketing for as well. And I've been so surprised that none of them, um, they, in fact, they're increasing their marketing because they know how important it is right now. So whatever you do, if you're doing it, if you have somebody else doing it, if you haven't started, stay in front of people. Don't worry about how you sound. Don't worry about how you look. Just start talking to people. I have somebody that I work with that uh, is here in Fort Worth, Texas, and she owns a cooking school. She finally decided to do Facebook Live, and uh, she's been doing it every day, well, five days a week. Her subscribers have tripled, and she has sold so many classes so far out that she's trying to figure out how to handle that volume. So don't stop, continue. You are a trusted brand. You are a trusted person in your community. Whether you think that, um, that they are paying attention or not, I promise you they are paying attention to you. If you go away, it's gonna be very hard for you to come back online. Um, but Don said, FYI, not sure if there's a delay. However, Deb's typing did not show up. <laughs> but um, I had the same problem the other day. It's called, in case you don't see it, it is Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot net. Deb, I think, uh, we'll, we'll be pushing this out afterwards as well. So I'll make sure Rob gets that information out to people. It's so weird. The chat didn't show up on mine the other day either. Okay. I see it on mine, but regardless, we'll make sure it gets out there. Okay, cool. So um, I am going to Canva.net. Okay, somebody put it in there for me. Um, we're gonna talk about some things that are kind of coming in marketing next um, that um, my marketing director, um, we talked about this the other day, what, what she saw coming, but um, also kind of what you can do about it now. Um, Laura has a question. Hi, Laura. Um, are the holes types of services or specific items to be offered. So a service or maybe live stream learning or an item like specialty breads and cookies. So Laura, what I'm gonna tell you is all the above. Um, I talk to my marketing team about this all the time and people are gonna be craving interaction. They're gonna be craving attention. They're gonna be craving a different type of food. Um, if you've ever thought about doing a product, jams, jellies, candies, breads, flour blends, whatever, um, now is going to be the time to really do those. They're going to be craving anything that is different from what they've been experiencing in their house. Um, and we're going to talk about the difference of, you know, live streaming is happening right now, but is that still going to be relevant, you know, when people kind of go back out into the world? Um, the other thing I didn't say is I don't think that most of these companies are going to go back to doing business like they have been doing. I think that there are going to be a lot more people delivering their food, whereas before they did not do that because the world got used to that convenience of it. And I don't think that's going to change. I think a lot more people are going to be delivering food. Um, I want to say one other thing about that, that just kind of some changes that were coming in the marketplace anyway, I'm going to answer Laura. Um, she said, if a chef is looking to raise prices, should we wait a bit once things come back to let people catch up? So um, 
I think now is, and that's very sweet of you to think that way. And that's very much a, you know, individual decision. But the thing about it is, is everything's going to be new and different. I think that if you go ahead and raise prices when everything kind of comes back up again, that people are not going to bat an eye at them. You're not taking advantage of anything. And if you needed to raise prices, you probably needed to raise them for a very long time. Now is the time to do that whenever, so that you can just start the, you start fresh and um, off and running again. One of the things that I um, wanted to make sure that I mentioned, um, and, and it's great that all of you guys are personal chefs, because sometimes I get um, blank stares whenever I explain this, if all of you guys are not um, on my other webinars, for all the non-personal chefs on there. But uh, I realized about three years ago, and I even called Larry about this, that our world of the traditional kind of personal chef, personal chef service, what we said as far as copy really started to change quite a bit. I used to be able to convert without mm, about 90% of, if I got a food questionnaire, it was on my website. Um, if I got a food questionnaire, I knew with about 90% certainty they were a client. Over the past three years, I kind of started to see that decline and I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong or different. You know, what I really realized is um, the box companies, um, I won't name them because I won't give them that much credit, but you guys know what I'm talking about, is the traditional personal chef model that we're all used to of the don't go to the grocery store and what's for dinner and save time. And, you know, if you guys said save money, that the box has kind of fixed all of that. So what we used to use as copy on website and marketing as a traditional personal chef kind of didn't work anymore because who used to use us as personal chefs kind of shifted a lot toward the boxes, no matter what we said and how great we are and how fresh and you know how customized. What I really started to see over the past three years, and I really realized it whenever I completely rebranded and changed my copy, is I really started to kind of shift our focus and our pricing to serve a higher end clientele that really wanted to use us more as kind of a personal slash private chef of, yeah, they wanted three or four meals, you know, in their refrigerator a week, but then maybe they want us to come back on a Friday and serve those meals to them or occasionally do, you know, a tea party or catering for a birthday where we really started noticing that the who used to use a private chef now really wanted the convenience and sometimes the cost savings of a personal chef. And so when we really shifted our copy and shifted our marketing to talk more about lifestyle, convenience, um, a higher end type of service instead of so much what's for dinner, we had clients come back in droves and we were able to charge a higher price point. So I'm not saying that the idea of a personal chef went away we still had people that hired us for traditional personal chef services. What I'm saying is think a little bit outside that box into how you might've seen your clients shift. And I think that that shift is going to continue into more kind of customized approach where there's this real dividing of the waters between boxes and kind of private kind of personal chef type of people. Um, Hi, Don. Don says, thanks for this talk question. You touched on just now thinking forward to expansion or doing something you maybe hadn't done before. Would grant money be available for those of us who wish to hire someone now and move toward acquiring a commercial kitchen, working towards more drop-off or pickup service? Um, Don, I wish I had this answer for you. I would love to tell you yes, but I have been on a thousand webinars, what feels like anyway, to figure out what all this money is best used for and how. And I really can't answer that question for you because it seems like it changes every five minutes. However, um, there is a, you know, a grant out there that says specifically um, what you have to use the money for. And it's actually the one through um, the SBA.gov. I mean, it literally takes five minutes to apply for. Um, it, there's some stipulations in there and one of them is a change in direction of business from what I have read today. 
since we have been on this webinar, that could have changed. Um, I'm actually applying for a lot of these um, grants and loans because for me, my growth strategy and plan to work on my business um, while, I, while all of this is going on is I'm in the process of building a brand new website with a virtual team that got it done in a day. Well, most part of the day and then over the week. And then um, I'm also going to start um, a podcast for culinary business owners as well. So that Larry and I are going to kind of work on some of those things together. So one of them out there says that you can do it to change direction in your business. So um, I hope that that helps you. What do you mean by family style meal? What does that look like? Okay, I'm going to get really, really granular and I wish I could pronounce your name, but I'm simply not going to butcher your name. So I apologize for not calling you by name. Let me get really granular so you guys kind of stick with me. Some personal chefs right now um, only are abandoning the model of a traditional personal chef or adding this particular service to what they're already doing. So they're taking five of their like most requested recipes. Comfort food works really well right now, so please don't overthink this. I'm talking casseroles and meatloaf and stuffed potatoes and baked ziti, okay? I know some of you guys are going, I would never make that. Well, fine, don't. But this is used specifically for this example. The comfort food works really well right now. What they're doing is they're putting out a set menu. Sometimes they, some are changing it weekly. Some are saying these are the five meals that I have. And what they're doing is they have five meals. They usually have one side with it. It's usually a green side of some sort and a dessert. If you wanna do two sides, it's up to you. But I'm just kind of giving you an example. So they are sending this out on social media to their list. When I say list, I mean like your email list that all of you guys should be collecting your names, even if it's on a simple spreadsheet of anybody that's ever used your service, is currently using your service, or ask you about services. We can get into the legalities of that later. Anyways, what they're doing is they're sending out this menu and simply saying, how many would you like and how many servings? However, most people are doing it in either two to three servings or four to six servings. If you wanna add extra, you can. With a minimum of a $100 order, and they're pricing them at $50 a meal per two to three servings or about $100 a meal. This is across the country for four to six servings. I understand this is not the personal chef model. Get it completely. It is in essence to make a little bit of money and feed your um, ideal client right now something different to do. You don't have to do this forever. However, what I'm encouraging people to do is as you put those set priced family style menus out there in a no contact delivery or in the home format, um, I'm also still telling people to say, oh, but don't forget, we still have the opportunity to do a fully customized. And if you guys are not using the word personalized instead of customized, you're missing out a little bit. So just remember this for later. We found that our analytics and our data that personalized converts better than customized personal chef service. I don't know why, we can debate it all day long. That's just what the analytics say. So I hope that that um, answers your question. If not, give me, ask me another question about it. Um, Kathy says, I'm a, I think it says I'm a fairly new business and I'm not set up to take credit cards. So if you want to do online classes, how do you collect the money, PayPal? Um, sure, you can absolutely do it PayPal. You can do it Venmo. You can do, I think you can even, um, I haven't used Square in forever, but um, Square, I think, sends you a little reader and gets you set up within a matter of like 48 hours. But um, PayPal is going to be probably the best way for you to do it in the easiest or Venmo or Zelly or whatever all the latest pay apps are. The moral of the story is don't get into analysis paralysis. Just do it. I mean, get yourself out there. Um, how do you advertise Facebook Live when you can't advertise on Facebook? 
So let me be really clear. Um, you just post about it. That's all you do. So I'm not saying um, that you are, you know, necessarily doing an advertisement. What I'm saying is post about that you're going to go live. Um, you can, chefs do this all the time. There's, there's, for my, what I understand, there's never been a problem with it. Post it on your personal page or your, and your business page. Technically, it should go on your business page. Um, we can get in discussion some other time about which one is best and not and all of those other things. So um, I think it's Didi. I hope I answered your question. Hi, Gail. Um, hello, Deb. This is Chef Gail. I was in the process of redefining my business model just when the pandemic hit. I joined a commercial kitchen three years ago and use it mainly for catering. Earlier this week, the CEO sent out an email that she was working on an into in initiative and will share it with the membership soon. Well, then news came sooner than expected and she and her business partner launched a marketplace for members to sell their products directly from the kitchen. She also opened up the marketplace to non-members to list their products and also for personal chefs to list their services. I shared this information with our local chapter to share with the membership. I also contacted the INOVA, Northern Virginia Hospitals Foundation, and got authorization to provide meals twice a week to the staff at our local HealthPlex starting next week. Gail, that's amazing. I've heard that quite a bit. Um, there was another uh, chef that I'm working with in Austin that somebody, um, there's a group of individuals that gave him $1,000 and said, you know, go feed X, Y, and Z healthcare workers, you know, whatever this will buy. You guys will be so surprised how you can sell your services by saying, literally asking for people to donate what they pay for to healthcare workers and first responders. It's actually working really well. Um, Walter, last question, and then we're gonna go into some marketing stuff. I am, we're doing okay on time. Um, I am trying to do cooking classes online. Any advice? Um, yes, do them. Seriously. Don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about how you sound. Um, pick a topic that you think that everybody will like. Maybe something that people have asked you to do, a specialty you have, and um, just do it. Um, simple is best, honestly, and anything around kids right now is working really, really well. Um, even if you guys are able to do um, even meal kits, um, those are actually working really well too, some of your best recipes. I know that that was, Walter, that's kind of broad for you, but seriously, what you want to do first is don't pick 500 classes. Pick one class, decide on a date and time, and then um, go on social media and ask people if they would be interested in it. Based upon the interest, tell them, great, I'll be doing X class on, you know, um, you know, how to use truffles or, or whatever. That's not simple, but it's what came to mind. Um, on this day and this time. And then have them show up. Again, Facebook Live is best. Um, there are actually all kinds of things out there. If you guys want um, information on my tripod, um, a ring light, and then this folder, this holder for my phone, um, I can I can give you information on um, all of the stuff that I use. It even has a remote where I can stop and start um, the video if I'm videoing. You can do lives um, using that as well. I'm happy to give you guys information on it. Just don't overly complicate it and do one for free and see how it works. Try to keep them to about 30 minutes, otherwise people start to get really bored. Um, so let me answer. Kathy says, is there any additional equipment needed other than Facebook Live to broadcast a class? So, um, no. You basically need um, a way to a tripod for your phone, and you also need um, a little bit of lighting and then um, a way for your phone to be held. Or, you can actually just set your computer up on a counter, make sure it is pointed at the stove or where you are, and you can go um, live on your computer. 
like I said, if you guys want the information, I am more than happy to share it with you and all the various devices that I have bought. It's gonna be about, if you decide to get a tripod, a ring light, and then the phone holder thingy, it's about a hundred bucks. I'd flip my phone, I'd flip my computer around and show you, but it'd blind everybody and I don't wanna do that. So um, guys, at the end of this, in the chat section, and I will say it as well, I'm gonna put my email address in it. So that if you guys have more questions, need something in detail, or need me to explain something, just email me. Um, many of you guys have it. If you don't, um, please feel free to use it. I'm, I'm happy to answer your questions. Um, I do want to move into just a little bit about um, my, I have a marketing director, and then I also have a, an account manager that does a lot of the um, actual chef's marketing. And then also I just hired a new um, um, kind of marketing, what we call doer for all things social media that worked for Barilla Pasta and um, Red Bull for a very long time. And he's just kind of tired of the corporate grind. So I have Candace, Laura, and Cody. So if I say their names, you'll know who the heck I'm talking about. Um, one of the things that I was talking to about them is with them is um, what do they see as far as what's coming in marketing and really what you can do to be prepared for it. I understand that that's kind of hard to predict, but um, if you really think about marketing, and this is where I want to go back to, well, if you're telling us to do things online and then everybody is going to get out, then um, that's kind of opposite of what you're telling us. Guys, you have to remember that yes, everybody will be screaming running out of their house and into their car and at their first restaurant or you know show or you know baseball game or whatever but people still want the option to consume information in their own time so one of the things that um they are telling me is that if you are number one not doing marketing consistently and with strategy that's going to have to change even if you don't want to hire a marketing company to do it, at least consistently post on social media. And people are going to want to see more of you. Stop hiding behind your stove, do a Facebook Live, put a video of you out there, anything that you can do. Here's my pet peeve though. If you take your own pictures, no problem, just take an iPhone food photography class, there's multiple out there. We even have them in the membership site of the people that I coach, but I need you to realize that who, he who has the prettiest pictures will win. Yes, people judge you by your food. Go get some beadboard from Home Depot. Use that beadboard as a background. Use the same plate on the same table and garnish your food well. It's not overly difficult but stop putting up beef stew pictures that look like brown sludge in a white bowl. It's not going to your food. People like beautiful food. The other thing that they're saying that on top of um, marketing consistently and with some strategy is they will want to see more of you. So if you have ever thought about putting anything that you do online, and I guarantee you that every person on this webinar right now has some type of intellectual property that people want to know about. Even if it is your grandmother's recipes, if it's the way you created your catering side of your business, um, every one of you has something special that you can teach other people about. The other thing that they, and, and I'm gonna say this, you guys are gonna ask me a ton of questions, and I have no clue how to answer it, but hopefully some of you guys will go out there and research it, is that um, they are telling me there is something coming called a paywall that is supposed to be behind um, social media that as you do your online classes and all those other things, you're supposed to be able to pay directly through this thing called a wall. Guys, go research it. I have no clue what it is. They do their thing. This is my lane. So. In case you guys see it later, it absolutely is something um, that is coming because more things will be online. 
Um, now is the time if you've ever thought about delivering your food to find that commercial kitchen and um, start delivering food. I am not saying that you will not, your business is not going to go away if you choose not to deliver. Yes, people will still want you to cook in their home. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is think about maybe changing some copy or the words that you use to kind of talk about serving a different clientele, more of a lifestyle brand, more of a, not necessarily luxury, but not using some of those words necessarily that we talked about earlier. Um, these are kind of some of the things that you can do to start to get ready. The worst thing you can do guys is do nothing. Business is not going to return completely to the way that it used to be. There's going to be a lot of things that are different. The one thing that I would ask you to do today is don't dig your heels in the ground and fold your arms and say you are absolutely not going to change and they have to do it your way because it's the way that you want to do business. It's not going to work out for you. However, what I'm not asking you to do is move completely away from your brand. There is not a chef on this webinar that does this for the only purpose of loving to chop onions and deal with sometimes pain in the butt clients. You do your service for a bigger reason. There's always a bigger purpose out there. It has nothing to do with great customer service. It has nothing to do with great food. You have a bigger purpose in your why, and I don't even like the word why, but you got into business for a reason. Maybe it was to change people's lives through food. It was mine at Saver was always to heal people through food. Um, so I really want you guys, as I kind of close, because I don't see any more questions, I really want you guys to think more about um, what you want your company to morph into and really changing those services to really match more of the why and why you got into business in the first place and telling them that. It could be simple things posted on social media, but really go back. There's lots of things you guys can be doing right now to work on your business. Don't, don't be bored. Don't feel like you have to be bored. You can fill the holes in your business right now and come back bigger and better and stronger than ever. Um, Larry, I think, did I get all the questions? I think you got yeah. them all. So I, I'm gonna jump in though, Deb. There were some interesting things I wanted to let you yeah. kind of get through that we, I, I think it's important for everybody to understand. And you know, from a marketing perspective, it's so easy today. You know, I, I have an iPhone 10X, whatever the heck it is, and the quality of pictures that you can get out of a cell phone today. So you don't have to spend a lot of money for additional equipment that, you know, if you really get a good phone, it serves as your phone, it serves as your email, it serves as your photography. And so I happen to use one of these little, you can see it here, it's called Sure, and I put a little phone holder on the top, and, and honestly, it gives you tripod capabilities. Now, if you have to do something more fancy with lighting, obviously you want something more, but for people to get started, there's just so many options. You know, I just go to Amazon and look at what gets the best ratings and will work for those. But uh, I think it's important for people to re remember some of the very tools that they need, because I think it was one of the questions I saw, are oftentimes at their fingertips. You don't have to go far to look for them. And Larry, there's some questions actually in the chat. Do you want me to address those real quick? Sure. Okay. Um, Don says in my area, there's a great restaurant doing the $88 for four nightly, suggested 20% gratuity. That's $25 per meal. How do we compete with that price point right now? You don't. You, you don't. You can't. Or maybe you can. The thing about it is, is you have to choose if you do something like this, that this is not your tr traditional brand. This is temporary. This is only to make you money. And why do you have to compete? You're different. People would want to buy from you just as much as they would want to from this restaurant. You don't have to compete with them. You also don't have to do the family style meals like they're doing either if you don't want to. This is temporary. You're not changing your model to this. This is something right now. People will understand it. Can you and recap pricing? That, that those people, when we get over the other side of this, that those people are going to change their model too. So a big time. This, this is temporary for us. It's temporary for them. Yeah. Um, everything is temporary right now. That's the great thing. Like I said, 
go screw some stuff up. It's fine. Nobody's going to care. Um, can you recap? Kathy says, can you recap pricing on the family meals, please? Disregard if it will be in the written recap that Larry sent out. Um, so if you want to, because I think that you may have a lot deeper questions on how to do it, um, email me, which I'm about to give you your e the, my email. But honestly, what people are doing is five of their best recipes at a low at a low price point. They're allowing people to pick from the five. Some are just doing three. I've seen it for fifty dollars for a serving of two to three, a complete meal that does include food cost, or a hundred dollars feeds four to six. Again, complete meal, one side maybe a dessert includes food costs. This is just a temporary offering, okay? Um, we push in the video. I love focusing. Oh, um, kids cooking class was kids. Um, kids during no school gap. Yeah, I have some chefs right now that I'm working with that are doing um, kid-friendly kits for snacks and lunches and um, they're being incorporated as part of their homeschool curriculum right now. So it's kind of cool to think outside the box. There's a baker in Austin that is doing um, cookie kits right now and she's shipping them all over the country. So I think we covered everything. Anyways, guys, what I didn't do, and I'm gonna go ahead and put it in the chat, um, but I'll say it out loud too. Um, my email address is deb at chefdeb.com. And for, the, for those of us that are old, I hope that you can remember that. <laughs> That's the reason that I got it. <laughs> uh, I, I still um, remember it. <laughs> and if you spell chef wrong, then um, yeah. So, um, so helpful. Thank you for doing this webinar. I'll be in touch. So anyways, Larry, I'll let you take it back over. Yeah, so a couple of things. One of the early questions uh, really related to the CARES Act, and that is a moving target right now. To your point earlier, we are doing a webinar on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Uh, with uh, Scott Michael, who is our CPA, who has been informing us every day. And every day I think I have it down, he sends me a note with something else that's new. So I will be sending some new information out to the membership in the morning. Uh, but I can guarantee by the time we get to the webinar on Tuesday, it will have morphed three or four more times. And so the funding come out of the government is, is clearly a moving target. But I think at the end of the day, the government realized that this shutdown is unprecedented. And so the drive is to figure out how to keep business, and particularly small business, alive. And so we're determined to make sure that we can provide our members. And, and the good news is, if this works as we hope it will, we're gonna keep driving that message home. We're gonna keep lobbying with Washington. But to, to have that ability to have some cash underlying your business gives you even more freedom now to try and do new and different things. But stick with us, we're gonna keep pushing it. We'll keep getting the messages out there and, and we'll keep researching that, so that's critical. The other thing that just came out moments ago, and fortunately I was off camera, so you didn't see me drop my iPad and fall out of my chair. Um, a lot of the questions I have are whether or not people feel safe going into other people's homes. And I think, as you know, I do, I'm the national spokesperson for all things COVID for the Restaurant Association. And so in that, the question I'm always being asked now, well, we keep hearing that CDC is going to require face masks no matter what. Um, I just moments ago got the guidance from CDC. And this actually, I think, pertains to people cooking in other people's homes. CDC is recommending, there is no mandatory, but they are now recommending that anybody who needs to wears some kind of face covering. Doesn't have to be a surgical mask, doesn't have to be a medical mask. It can be something that's cloth. But the idea behind that is going into someone else's home, you don't know who does or doesn't have COVID. There's so many people who are asymptomatic that by having the face mask in front of you, you reduce the risk if you have it or someone else have it of basically sharing the virus. And so before the concern was, well, if you're wearing the mask, it's, it's porous, part of particular matter can get through. I'm not gonna get into all the science of that, but in essence, your face, your eyes, your nose, and your mouth are exposed. And that's where the virus hits. So even at the end of the day, like that's why we're saying wash your hands, because technically for all intents and purposes, if somebody doesn't sneeze on you or do something else, you know, you touch a surface, wash your hands, and you're, you're going to be in pretty good shape. So I think my message to chefs who have a real fear about going to other people's homes, have a good discussion with those people. Understand their health conditions. Understand your health conditions. If you do need to, tell them wear a face covering. Don't, you are off limits the entire time you're there. Your kitchen is off limits. 
sanitize on your way in, cook, sanitize on your way out, no shaking hands, no bumping elbows, there's nothing there. But the chefs have to have the comfort level. But I, you know, the, the social distancing, which means distance, now taking a look at the fact that if it, you just say to them, I'm gonna come to your house, but you're gonna wear face masks if you do, then you're gonna, you know, you've got a much better chance of being protected. So, you know, we don't wanna recommend that any chef do anything that's gonna put themselves at risk, but they continue to find the, find the guidelines. And, and tomorrow morning, I'll be publishing the CDC update. Um, you know, we'll make sure that people do everything they can to take care. And of course, we still have everything that we have to do in terms of managing the, the stay at home orders and who has exceptions and who doesn't have exceptions. And, you know, when you're a national organization, the challenge is it gets right down to granular local levels, but we're certainly trying to wrap our arms around it and get the information out. But it really right now is about taking a lot of personal care for the things that, that you have to do. So I just want to bring that in before we close. Looks like I have one, one last question. Uh, did a whole service with a mask on yesterday, even with nobody home. Uh, it was doable except for when tasting dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if there's nobody home, tasting the dishes is an okay thing to do. But you know, if nobody's home, even then, just make sure you've sanitized the surfaces on the way in, sanitize on the way out, wash your hands frequently. And to that point, if you're not exposed to anybody, you shouldn't be exposed to anything in terms of the virus uh, in, in the home itself. So it's good to do. And, and something a good friend of mine from North Carolina State University published the other day, uh, in counteractive to something someone else had seen, please don't wash your vegetables in soap and water. It's not a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, did they, oh, have been sanitizing both ways since February? Thanks, Larry Smart. and Deb. You're most welcome, Meryl. Thank and you. that's what makes personal chefs exactly what they are, is being personal. Mm -hmm. It's the things that nobody else is thinking about doing that everybody's doing, so we're good. Awesome. So Debbie, are you good at this point? I'm great. I uh, think I have melted brain sufficiently. <laughs> and out of people. So they have me. my email if they needed anything else. So. Someone just sent in personal and paranoid. So Merle. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> my new motto, personal and paranoid. <laughs> so okay. um, I shared the other day, we're, we're, we're going to push this back out once we get it. Uh, Rob gets a chance to go in and do some editing. Deb, I really want to thank you. You know, uh, I haven't shared with everybody, but Deb was going to be one of our opening presenters at the conference this year. And of course, we had to move that out. I'm, I'm going to publicly beg her now to make it for 2021 for us and do her class and be in there because she just does such an awesome job. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you on behalf of the membership. You have been a, a guide for me I since I've been involved with this and uh, we couldn't do it without you. You're so welcome. I love this group. So I've been a part of it for, I guess, since day one, since I started 18 years ago. And look what's changed. <laughs> So much has changed, it's so great. much. I started out in people's homes and thought to myself, I wonder if there's a couple of people I could cook for. Yeah. And you know how often we hear that from members? That's true. That's the driver. You know, can I do this for other people? And then becomes the business, so. So Deb, I think we'll, we'll close it for the night if that's okay with you. Okay. Absolutely, my thanks to you again. And just a reminder to the members, watch tomorrow morning. We'll have some updates out first thing in the morning and email. And, and again, a reminder, we're using MailChimp, and I have yet to find the perfect system that doesn't end up in somebody's spam blocker. Check your spam. But if you can't find it, Vince and Angela both have copies of emails. They can shoot them back out to you outside of MailChimp. So we want to get the information to you. And then next Monday night, we'll have that link going out here shortly, 8 o'clock, or I'm sorry, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, Scott and Michael talk about all things with the CARES Act as we know it at that moment in time. We'll keep pushing stuff out there, but live Q&A and live information, particularly as it, it, as it ties to uh, personal chef structures. So if that's it, I thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Deb, thanks Bye, again. Everybody. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. And be sure to check out the show notes on where to learn more about Chef Deb and her training. Thanks again, and happy cooking.